Hello, ladies. The Big Balboski here. And right now, you're listening to the Matt Madness Podcast. They talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness. They talking all of this. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Matt Madness Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Ron Pashery, and with me this week, I'm sorry once again, I have failed on the opening. I'm getting better at this. Yeah, I am your host. Yeah, I didn't get everybody announced before I I remembered. I am your host, Ron Pashery Jr. And with me this week are my good friends, Mr. Sexy Punta Cana, the now forever, All Systems Joe, CK and Joe Rodermill. Making sexy look easy. <laughs> you do. And Mr. Wednesday Night Live, we call him Alo. the ladies call him Balo, Aaron Lloyd. Uh, this week, we have a preview for Elimination Chamber. I can tell you with 100% certainty, I can't remember the last time I was this uninterested in a pay-per-view. I don't know why. I don't know if that is universally felt, but I personally could not care less. Can't get into it. I didn't watch anything but the Becky Lynch segment this week. I just <laughs> couldn't bring myself to do it. So you watched Raw? I watched a very... Yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah. So I saw Raw, yes. It, was on, uh, <laughs> it happened on both, technically. Um, that's all I saw, though. Um, but we will preview every match. We will talk about some wrestling topics. Becky Lynch included uh please leave a five-star rating and review for the show if you enjoy us uh those are always appreciated and please subscribe if you haven't done that already um all right i'm gonna start with something that i think is is very relevant i don't know if anyone saw that vince talked about why the ratings are so low uh I didn't read the article. I just read the headline. He he blamed it on injuries, right? So this guy, <laughs> this guy, goal. this guy said the reason for it was injuries messed up the storylines. Uh, Vincent. <laughs> oh, he's Vin- he's Vincent now. Yes, Vincent. What storylines are you referring to? <laughs> what storylines got messed up? Um, like how senile are you, Vincent? How much have you lost your mind, Vincent, that you think there were storylines to get ruined? Because there are none. Um, The ones you do have, you're messing them up. You know, the storylines you do have, the stuff that's good, you find a way to make it not good anymore. You ruin the storylines all on your own. Maybe it's your brain injury that is ruining the the storylines, but it is not the injuries to Kevin Owens. It is not the injuries to Sami Zayn. It is not Roman Reigns being out due to his treatment for leukemia. It is you not knowing what you're doing anymore. And I hate that I sound so much like the wrestling fans that I hate, but I will give myself credit. This is coming from a place of a lot of thought and knowledge and intellect and not me just whining that I'm not getting what I want. You have no storylines, Vincent. Um, And that leads me into Becky Lynch. No consistent storylines, at least. No. Like I said, anytime something is good, they find a way to make it not good anymore. They go a different direction or add an element that's just not not meant for it. Interesting that you use that exact phrase. Adding an element <laughs> that is not necessary. Uh, Becky Lynch 
is now suspended, quote unquote, <coughs> for 60 days. Charlotte Flair is now officially in the WrestleMania main event. I guess the one good thing is we know now that it is, it is the main event, correct? Like that's pretty much official. Well, remember WrestleMania, everything is the main event. Well, so. that's true. <laughs> so it's one of <laughs> one of fifteen main events. If, if you mean if this is going to go on last, yes. Yeah. So that like that's good. But um, right now it's only a one on one match, though. Well, yeah. Now, obviously, Becky will be in this match. I think we all we've all seen this. Well, Alo's been calling it for yeah. quite some time now. They're <laughs> going to find a way to work Charlotte in uh, a la suspension, and here we are. And the shoehorn is complete. Um, I think we've all seen this song and dance before. We will see Becky Lynch in this match. Unfortunately, <coughs> Charlotte definitely will be in it as well. Um, to me, this almost feels like Ronda Rousey's pushed to the third wheel now, though. As kind far of. as, I mean, the main antagonist is Charlotte. The hottest wrestler is Becky, and Ronda's just the title holder. They're trying to keep people from booing Ronda too much at this point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because this, uh, go ahead. Cause I, I, I want you guys to do your takes. Then I'll go last because I'm sure I feel differently than everybody else. Well, so like my feeling is one. The McMahon-Helmsley faction demanded an apology from Becky Lynch. And despite Becky being feisty and fierce and the new Stone Cold Steve Austin, she caved in and apologized just to have herself screwed over anyway, which I don't know why you would have her cave in like that. Two, you guys know from the beginning I was pissed at the idea of Charlotte getting involved in this because... This was like a thing that came out of nowhere. Somebody earned this respect and admiration from the crowd. Somebody earned a prominent spot. Something that was better than anything else they have tried to do since basically Braun Strowman was like the next big attraction back in 2017, 18, whatever it was. Yep. Um, I just feel like Charlotte is unnecessary to this. Now, I'm, not, I'm obviously not one of these fans that's upset about Becky being suspended. I know Rebecca Quinn isn't suspended for 60 days. <laughs> I know it is the character of Becky Lynch who is suspended. And I know Becky Lynch will be in the match. Uh, the, the thing that, and I'm not even necessarily upset um, at Charlotte. Like, now you guys know of the four horsewomen from NXT, Charlotte was always number four on my list. I've never been super into Charlotte. I've never been a big fan of Charlotte. I think she's good at what she does, but she's not one of my favorites. The thing that bothers me is she has no actual reasoning to be in the story. She doesn't do anything to make she stays Becky, in her lane. Yeah. She doesn't do anything to make Becky to make Becky's story any better or any more interesting. She doesn't make Rhonda's story any better or any more interesting. She has no place in the story. She has nothing to do with the story. And what bothers me is it really feels like anytime something historic is going to happen with the women, they have to find a way to make sure Charlotte is involved in it. And I feel like she has gotten way more than enough opportunities to do something historic. And this isn't even like real life where like you have to respect like – the, even though I hate the Yankees, you have to respect the level of consistency they've always had. The, you know, who else do I have in mind? Like the New, the New, the New England Patriots and Tom Brady. Like, I hate them. Bill Belichick. 
hate him, but like I have to respect how successful he's been. That these guys go up against like real live competition, year in, year out, and always come out on top. This is a story that where she's being put. She's not overcoming anything. She's not achieving anything. She doesn't have competition that she has to overcome. They're just putting her there. And to me, that's <laughs> less impressive. It's like the way I felt about the uh, whatever it was in the One Survivor series when they came back from three three zero down to win four three. It's like uh-huh. it's not a get a seven game series. You just wrote out this wrestling story. It didn't have the same level of drama to it because we knew how it was going to end. So ultimately, yeah, I don't have a problem with Charlotte. I don't have a problem with Ashley Flair. I am not upset <laughs> for Rebecca Quinn. I just think that the Becky Lynch storyline and the whole thing between her and Ronda Rousey was the most compelling thing that has happened in over a year, and they're making it less compelling to me. And I don't think that it's what they should have done. So her initials are AF? AF, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Very fitting, I guess. Yes. I mean, on the other side of that, I, I, I do appreciate Charlotte, and I mean... I, Match would have been great without her. Adding her in is another element. It doesn't bother to me. I mean, other than the fact that Charlotte's looking really good. Um, <laughs> fresh boob job. Got, got, a, got <laughs> the, the fresh boob job. Got the quick tune-up. Got the little uh, birth birthmark off her, off her chin removed. That's, that's <laughs> see, it would seem. Um, but she, her promo was excellent as well. And in-ring, she's up there. So, again, adding her doesn't take too much away from me. Um, like I said, it kind of just pushes Ronda to the, to the, to the back of the bus. Um, you as we know, Becky's going to be tied in there again, even though that's where they're at. Um, the only thing this storyline kind of kind of gets me is the thought that it kind of takes it away or detracts from the Royal Rumble because the Royal Rumble's thought of as you win, you're in their main event. Now they're saying you're not in. It kind of says the Royal Rumble means nothing. Right, like you're you're in if we say so, and if we say you're not, yeah. you, you may not be. So the Royal Rumble is supposed to be the big main event that gets you to the, she wins. Now you can just take someone away out of it. It's, that's kind of the thing that kind of detracts from me in, in that sense. Yeah, see, I've been pissed enough at the idea that they're marginalizing the Becky Lynch story. I didn't even think about the Royal Rumble aspect. Alo, what are your thoughts? And well, how different are you? How different are your thoughts from from mine and Joey's? Well, I would give. Well, uh, uh, before I speak, I'm gonna preface this. You guys understand how I watch the show now. It's a TV show, so I, I understand the. I understand the attachment people have to these superstars or whatever, but the way I watch it is it's a TV show and I want to be entertained by good storytelling. So I need to give WWE a standing ovation even though I'm not standing. So <laughs> no, you're laying down comfortably in your bed. Yes. Yes, I am. Where, where it all goes down. <laughs> I'm going to give them a standing ovation because I thought this whole thing was perfect. I thought it was executed excellent, <clears throat> very excellent. It's like – Pash, you said Charlotte doesn't belong. But remember, you know why I stand on this. Remember, they felt this kind of fell into their lap because Charlotte was supposed to main event at WrestleMania no matter what. So, in in the the whole Becky Lynch be, being the hottest thing, that actually like that fell into their lap as well. So it's like okay, I guess we're going to do a triple threat match because of the response of the, the small bit we got with Ronda. So an adjusted storyline, not due to injury. <laughs> yeah, so Alo, you're looking at it more as they made a concession to add Becky to this thing they already were set on 
as opposed yeah. to Becky being penalized. Yeah, because because remember they had to pull the audible because Becky got hurt before Survivor Series, and then the response of the of the, the few things before leading the Survivor Series between those two sparked up so much interest. And then with Becky being hurt, they had to swap out swap Becky out for Charlotte. And then remember that match didn't have a clear finish, so they gave themselves an out for that to be a no contest at all. And well, actually, Ronda won by disqualification, but they gave themselves an out. So. With that and the and the pop and the big response that Becky got, you had right there. That's when you knew it would be a triple threat. So that's how I, that's how I'm looking at it. You know, we didn't expect the whole Becky Ronda thing to be that great for the two or three weeks that we got leading into Survivor Series. But at the same time, I thought Charlotte cut an excellent promo. Excellent. And um, one thing, like what? Well, the whole thing, and like Vince, he he sold this. Vince sold this very well too. Like. I could not stop laughing when he told Becky, you're not, you're not the man. I'm the man. <laughs> I thought that was great. I, another I another so- thing she adds, too, is just a, a clear heel um, in this situation because they want to keep both both the other women clean. Yes. And I think she's excellent in that, in that sense. Yeah. And, the thing, yeah. and another thing with that was like Vince's words saying, I need somebody that's going to stay in their lane. I need somebody with charisma. I need somebody that knows their place. We need Charlotte Flair. Like just those, just those words that he said right there. That makes Charlotte even a, more of a bigger heel because those are all the things that when Becky hasn't really been staying in her lane, she's been running roughshod in the company. Um, the whole charisma thing. You could like you could argue that Becky has been having more charisma than Charlotte. So all those all those things were valid, and it got Charlotte more heat. And then when you fast forward to SmackDown, Charlotte embracing quote unquote no pun intended embracing the madness. And, <laughs> The legit heat she actually got in embracing all that heat was perfect. Even the work, even the things she said, because we all know, uh, I'm sure you guys have seen that Charlotte's announcement to be being the number one contender is the most disliked video on WWE's YouTube history. I know you guys have seen that right now. Um, like even like Charlotte's promo, like I thought this was a promo directed to the internet and everyone who hated this, which was just about almost everybody. Like he, she had points saying she had a few points that I think really touched at home with me when she said, you think I'm Vince's favorite. He made a business decision to pick me, a future Hall of, future Hall of Famer, over someone who's had a few good months. And even though WWE's a written show, that's what's happened. Becky has had a good, what, five, six months. So that's fact. And then she followed that up by saying, the main event is the biggest spectacle of the year. You need to, you need to have a short thing in it and not in a flash and a pan to be here. And remember, Becky is... This whole new the man thing is fairly new, so you can consider Becky to be a flash in the pan, and, and Charlotte has been the short thing for the last uh, four and a half four and a half years almost. So, I, I like, everything she said really touched at home. It actually made her look like a real heel, and in WWE, especially nowadays, we don't have any real heels. We don't. And that's why I love this because Vin, Vince's Vince's ingratiation in this. Saying those few words got Charlotte so much heat, and the way Charlotte embraced it was great, and her promo was great, and then she's the only real heel that they have, and this is the best story that they've actually told in months, maybe the even The match would be great, too, for all intents and purposes. Yeah. Maybe I changed Patch's mind. No. <laughs> like I, Arms crossed. He's ready to just stomp on your idea. Well, well, no. Like, I understand the, like, your logic. I think where I look at it is because this is not, like, the matches are not real-life real, li- real life competition. 
It's not a real fight. Nobody's actually really beating the other person. To me, like, what makes someone good is the work they do. Um, and the way that they can get a crowd to respond to them. Now, as much as I say Charlotte was number four for me out of the four horsewomen, I think most people would say when they left NXT, Becky Lynch was number four for the majority of people. Like, to the crowd, Becky was the, the afterthought of the four. And she came in, like, hot into SmackDown. She was picked high. They made her the first champ. And then she kind of did nothing for a couple years. Now they've let her kind of hit a level that they may have never thought she was capable of. Maybe only she thought she was capable of. She may not even have believed she was capable of reaching this height. I feel like Charlotte was made. Charlotte was made in NXT. Charlotte was made immediately in WWE. Charlotte doesn't like need anything else. Like We don't need her to be in the main event. To look at Charlotte like she's the queen, quote-unquote. I think this is one of my big things. You need to keep creating stars. And I think... Now, look, I, I'm also willing to admit that come whatever, whatever date WrestleMania is, that next Monday morning, I might say, you know what, that was awesome. That was great. I was wrong. You know, I admitted I was wrong about something just recently. I don't remember what it was. But I feel like Becky... Her work for the last five or six months has been the best in the wrestling business. She became the most popular thing in the wrestling business. To me, you don't need Charlotte to make this a big deal. She doesn't make it a bigger deal to me. To me, Becky versus Ronda was the big deal. And it does. It legitimately feels like she is being shoehorned in unnecessarily. This does not help Charlotte. I don't believe this helps Becky. I don't believe this helps Ronda other than the fact that they want her not to get booed, but she's still going to get booed at WrestleMania. There's no way that crowd is not booing her. Yeah. And doesn't, one- doesn't it really increase Becky's interest too, though? I mean, it does make her more... See, I think it only does that to the well, weirdos and the nerds who, who are taking it literally. Like, they, they think she's actually suspended and not going to be in the match. Yeah. I'll get to that. But, the, um... To quickly piggyback off what you said, like I said, I'm not disagreeing with you. Like everything you everything you guys just said was completely accurate. But at the same time, as I try to explain to people, it's a TV show. <laughs> it's a TV show. And at this point, I'm not taking it that personally anymore. I'm just going to watch it. I'm just going to enjoy it. But you guys are completely right. Nothing you said is wrong. Anymore. But yeah, and I, and I, yeah, because everybody gets mad about. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh, a choke! Only a choke slam beat him. But that makes him look bad. I'm like, okay, but you you can make an argument for anything in, in, a, in a written show. Right. So and, and, here's where I where I fall in like a, a different category. Like I, I give them credit because like I can't take away from them that this has gotten a lot of heat this week. You know, the fact that it became the most disliked video, like I think that tells you something. So you do have to, to take your hat off to them a little bit for getting as much interest as they did. And maybe that alone, that fact alone, might make me wrong. But for me, like, I don't care about that. For me, it just made me disinterested. Like, it didn't make me mad. I wasn't angry that it happened. I was like, yep, that's what I didn't want to see happen. I don't think it's necessary. I think they're telling a lesser version of this story than they could be telling. And it made me care less. And to me, indifference is like the worst 
feeling someone could feel. And I may be in the minority of that, but um, it's very similar to what I said about like, if Insecure stops telling me stories that I care about every Sunday night on HBO, I'll be like, you know what? I've had my fill of this show. I'm done watching it. <laughs> uh, when The Walking Dead did that and I stopped finding their stories interesting, I said, I'll find something else to watch. I've done that with plenty of shows. Um, and again, I may just be overly invested in what Becky Lynch has done, the idea that we did get something we didn't expect to get, that she did, has done such a great job, and it, it just bothers me that it feels like they don't see... It's like they can't let go of the idea that, well, we planned this, so we have to do it. Like, Charlotte does not need to be in that main event. She does not have to be, regardless of whether they had decided it already or not. Yeah, I, I was going to get to that too, but um, to piggyback off what you, Joey said about, um, you guys said about Ronda getting booed, Charlotte's there, to, Charlotte's there to get all the heat. So, so even though Ronda will get booed, Charlotte's going to get majority of that heat. So, so, so it, it, it gives it gives Becky Lynch even way even more sympathy in that in that aspect. Now, see, I think, about, norm, I think a Raw crowd or a normal pay per view crowd that would happen. I think that WrestleMania crowd is not going to react that way. No, but see, the thing is, Becky will be at WrestleMania, so all everybody in that crowd will be behind her. Now, something you said about how Charlotte doesn't need to be there. Jr. said something. I didn't listen to everything that he exactly mm-hmm. said, but I, I saw the headline about the. This wouldn't be the last. I'm not even calling the main event. This wouldn't right. be the last match <laughs> of WrestleMania if it wasn't for Ronda Rousey. And I completely agree because WWE has become a business thing, business aspect. And whether we see it or not, they see they see Ronda Rousey as a box office name, and that's just what it is. Maybe at, the, at this point, it's just a name. So, you guys feel the same way? I think that's I think that's 100 factual. And this is why that Ronda versus Charlotte was supposed to be the main event because Ronda's box office and Charlotte has that flair name, and then she's their um, biggest built women star that that they've created. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a businessman. Uh, you're you're playing yourself, Dan. You're a businessman. You're a, <laughs> you're a shark. Yeah, like I said, I'm willing to admit that I'm wrong. If at the end of all this, I am. I was pissed about. The Daniel Bryan stuff back when I first started watching again. And ultimately, that ended up helping him. Playing on your favorite. You know, beating Triple H the way he did to start that show was like, it's one of my favorite, like, wrestling memories that I have, especially from this last, you know, five years of watching. And him winning in the main event at WrestleMania 30, again, one of my favorite wrestling memories of the last five-year run that I've been watching. Um, yeah, I, it's just something that I feel like they're being stubborn with. And I really hate that I have fallen on the side of a lot of the wrestling fans that I don't like siding with. I, although I do think my intention and my motivation for getting there <laughs> is different than yeah, there. pure. Um, how long do you think it is before we find out Becky is in the match? Um, she'll probably have a match at Fastlane to get in because that that was that match was advertised a few weeks ago on the commercial for Fastlane. And I guess I could say this, you know, to maybe be a little bit more fair. If Becky has to like earn her way into that match, that's probably good for her. And if she ends up winning the title at the end, then I think maybe all this complaining was for nothing anyway. 
Yeah, and then then the fact that Vince got involved in this makes me feel better that Becky does win. And so that was the other point that I thought is like the fact that Vince is involved in it means they think it's a big deal. I just don't find Vince being on TV a big deal to me anymore, and so that's probably why I didn't care as much about that. Like the, the McMahons being so involved now have made me less interested. Well, the thing that I took I took of that is Vince, I don't think Vince has gotten involved with the women at all. And the fact that he did this showed that it was a big deal. And like I said, it's going to garner more sympathy for Becky. That's why the fact if Vince didn't get involved, I will I will have like a looming thought. I'm like, okay, maybe maybe they're going to make sure Charlotte. Maybe like the authority will make sure Charlotte wins. But now I, I now I think it's clear that Becky does get in and win, wins this match. Yeah, paints that picture. Like I said last week, they didn't paint it well enough as far as they're withholding her or doing enough to kind of keep Becky from the from the limelight. This kind of scenario paints that picture a lot better for me. Yeah, I mean, obviously we'll see what happens in the next two months. I just don't. I never wanted Charlotte involved in this. You'd like the pure set. Of if you remember, as soon as Becky got hurt, it was the. I think the first thing I said on the very next episode of this show was Charlotte's going to be involved in this whole WrestleMania thing, isn't she? And and it happened. So I maybe have been just worked up about this whole thing for way too long anyway. Trying to knock it off course for as long as you yes. can. Um, but there is a Raw Women's Championship match at Elimination Chamber. Ronda Rousey defending against Ruby Riot. Does anybody have any thoughts on this? Because I, like I personally... This is a match I don't really care about. It's one of those scenarios where they just had to put a match together and they haven't really given any reason to think Ruby Riot has a chance to win. So yeah, no well, reason for interest. Yeah, everything everything on this card seems a bit like throw, thrown together. And um like Ruby Wright, she beat Nikki Cross this week on um this past minute on Raw, but other than that, th- th- this was just thrown together. Like Ronda and Ruby didn't really have they didn't have any interaction or anything at all. So I was waiting for this, uh, Ruby to come out with a table of something Ronda appreciated picture <laughs> on the table and a picture of t- Travis Brown. Yeah, Travis Brown, I'm gonna put you I'm gonna put you through this. <laughs> yeah, there, there was nothing to this at all. It's it's real thrown together, just like a lot of this show is. Yeah, I, I have a feeling it's gonna be a short match. See, that's what I think too. Like it's gonna be just Ronda is gonna destroy her. Because Char- well, Charlotte said she's going to be at ringside, so... Yeah, that, that, that's an element that might give it a little more. Because, um, you know, Charlotte's not just going to sit there. She's going to be focal point. She's going to do something. So is this match then may, ultimately more like an angle leading still towards WrestleMania yeah, than that's it the is way a I match say it. on yeah. its own? Who wins? Well, As if we don't already know. <laughs> uh, I kind of went back and forth on this, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go around the... Yeah, I think that one, that is clear... Uh, b- b- before I move on, I want to just quote the internet for a quick uh, session of smart madness. Yes, let's hear it. Because the internet was very upset. On fire, a blaze. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to think, should I do this with emotion? Get, put uh, some emotion to it. Yeah. Okay. okay. This is from what Myth of Flames on Instagram. What is it? Myth of Flames. Great handle. <laughs> Daniel Bryan is right. You people are never happy with anyone. First you were a fan, then you turned crooked, and Becky got her match taken away. You are all fickle, fickle, fickle. Got her fickle. match taken away. <laughs> the fact that anyone actually thinks she got her match taken away is just hilarious to me. Okay, uh, this is from 
Gothic Barbie 25. <laughs> All right, I'm not going to roast her too much just yet. Good. Yeah. I, <laughs> I wonder I wonder which one I wonder which one gives the better BJ, Charlotte or Ric Flair. That's the only way this match makes sense for her to get that match. Gothic Barbie went there. Wow. <laughs> she is goth. She is. That's what they did. Proved it. Proved it. Yes. <laughs> Now, now this one's a bit intellectual. Okay. So essentially, she's Paige. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I can't say this person's name, but it says, "Hi, I'm quite infuriated with you and your utterly ignorant and thoughtless decision to replace Becky with Charlotte in this match, and I hope you fix it at your earliest convenience." Can I ask you, like, what was this on? Instagram. But like, on what was it on a oh, post of who? The picture of Charlotte right after Raw. But she's addressing who? It sounds Charlotte. like she's not really. So she thinks Charlotte was the one behind the scenes. It's, who, it's on WWE's Instagram page, not Charlotte's page. WWE's page. Hmm. Spell out the the name for me. What the one that just said that? Yeah. Um. D a g the gene. I can't. D a g i n i s g i a n n a. Yeah, I'm not even going to try either. Yeah, exactly. It was too many of the same letter, too close to each other. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like it's spelled like Honest Antetokounmpo. Honest Antetokounmpo. I've mastered that name, though. Good. But uh, this, might be my new, this might be my favorite one. Those new boobs finally worked. Hmm. Uh, you know what? I saw somebody on Twitter that said, Charlotte didn't get those new boobs for nothing. <laughs> Which I thought was funny. Like the idea that that's what you got him for. Yeah, another one says, we want equality. Oh, this one's great. You'll pop for this one. We want equality and wrestling between men and women. Let Ronda fight Brock Lesnar. Hmm. Uh, that'd go over huge. <laughs> that'd be dirty. Yeah, I don't this need is, to see that. This is from Yusuf Clay 475. WWE, apologize. <laughs> Short and sweet. So basically, you know, all these people think this is a shoot. Yes. And uh, this is perhaps just sent me this one from what from Red Wing nine Red Wing ninety two seventy four on Twitter. Oh, that's gross, prep. <laughs> okay, WWE, this is it. I'm fed up with you and your clueless owner, Vince. I know you liked Owen Hart, and I know you probably killed Chris Benoit and his family. It may look like he did. <laughs> Taking Becky out of WrestleMania will screw you and screw your PG company. Watch AEW. Red Wing. See, like the <laughs> exhibit A of why I don't want to line up with these people. Okay, Just we can move sheer on. Sheer stupidity. We can move uh, on. Thank you, as always, for sharing those. It, it is, they are spinning, un, unintentionally spinning gold in the comments. Um, women, the, the inaugural women's tag team champions will be crowned. We have Nia Jackson, Tamina versus Liv Morgan and Sarah Logan versus Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville versus the Iconics versus Sasha and Bailey versus the Fabulous Glow. Um, before we get into like predictions and anything, like this is going to be portrayed like forever as historic. Have they made this feel historic leading up to it? Like, do you feel like we're about to see a historic moment I mean, or just something they act like was? I would say more like they act like was. Um, I don't think they've put enough 
enough behind it to make it feel as as, as historic as it is. Yeah, I agree with Joey. Um, but they have put some effort. I know um, there is some in, effort. Yeah, in between the matches, they gave uh, they show like video packages of all the teams. Not though are really good. Like it talked about the iconics. They're um, they're like them growing up together. How long they've been together? Sasha and Bailey being best friends. Uh, Mandy and Sonya, how how they've been up on the roster and fabulous global how they came together and Tamina and they and and uh Nia Jax. First of all, they cut the worst promo. It was it was completely terrible. You're kidding. <laughs> like, Sounds I shocked. Think they, yeah, I think that yeah, like they said um. We're going to rename the Elimination Chamber the Simone Slaughterhouse. I was like, oh, I'm turning this off. So right that's now. like how Team Bad was like the female New Day. <laughs> that's like the female Uso Penitentiary. <laughs> yes. Simone Slaughterhouse. Welcome to the Simone Slaughterhouse. <laughs> I was like, nope. Down since Turn day two-ish. <laughs> yeah, day two-ish. <laughs> yeah, but, but I would have loved if all, but I would have loved if all the women in this match actually came together for somewhat of like a face-off or something like that and cut some promo in the ring. But th- I guess those videos would do, but a lot a lot of the stuff with the women is taking a back seat to the whole Becky, Charlotte thing. Because remember, we haven't sure. seen our champion, our SmackDown on the champion since the Rumble, so. Yeah. Yeah, I almost forgot who it was. Yes. There is a it's Charlotte. Champion? Mm-hmm. Believe it or not. Yeah. Charlotte. <laughs> yeah, Charlotte, the queen. Um, I think part of the reason, too, is that um, – Again, this is the way it was, but there are a lot of the secondary women characters that are vying for the title. Um, you don't have the main names that kind of kind of carry some of the division because that's on WWE. You haven't built enough storylines for these for these women to kind of be prominent. Yeah, and that leads me directly to the next thing I was gonna pose is Joey just mentioned like a lot of the second tier people are involved in this. You could really argue the only two that are top tier level people, at least of at the time they've been on the on the main roster, is Sasha and Bailey. So, but then I'm looking at it too. With that being said, before you, not to cut you off mm-hmm. before you go to it, you could also say the same thing. And I'm kind of feeling Naomi and, and um, Carmella as well have been so, title holders. Right, that's actually true. They have both been women's champions. How many of these teams do you guys each think realistically could win? Two. Uh, uh, I'm gonna Joey. I'll say two. Like, like, like I, I can't see Carmella and um, Naomi winning, but the two teams I can see winning here is uh, the Iconics and Sasha and Bailey. And, and we can't rule out the Riot Squad because they're actually a team too. Yeah, but but, but we're not. Think, but we're, we're not thinking about them. No, so. I mean that was my original thought is maybe something like that because the, the Iconics would be something we talked about last week. Fun to put it on, but after watching the way they're kind of building these things and just the interaction, the match itself, I'm kind of feeling like like Team Glow could 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 pull it off now. So so you do you believe then Sasha and Bailey or the iconics are the top two, and then you'd put Carmella and I think and I think the top two for me right now would be Sasha and Bailey and um, Carmella and Naomi. Naomi and Carmella. Okay, um, yeah. For me, I've looked at it as I think it's going to be either Sasha and Bailey or the iconics. I do think though there is no other women's tag team that would have a more entertaining celebration than 
Naomi and Carmella. I know. Like, like I, I want them to fix the interest there so much. Please let me get our truth celebrating <laughs> the Women's Tag Team Championships with them. Who? <laughs> you may know him as Round Killings. You may know him as K Quick. That I guy. guess he hasn't been around in a little while. Well, he has the injury. <laughs> he has the injury from getting attacked. A U.S. champion. That's never. Court Graves had a good comment th- this week too when they were coming down to the ring with um, their neon color jag. He's like, you know. I haven't seen so much neon colored fur since the Jim Henson. <laughs> yes. I did say that. Did you see the interaction between Renee and Corey on Twitter about Renee saying she wanted to wear like leopard print? No. And Corey kind of made fun of her about it and she she basically said, like, look at the ridiculous stuff you wear every week and you're gonna come at me for it. Um, I actually I actually have one in the mail. A leopard shirt. Oh, do you really? Yes. Matching pants? No, no, no. I'm not that far, Joe. I'll, I'll get that for you. Are you trying to be Ernest the Cat Miller? Uh, don't. Why? Because he's black? No, because <laughs> I, I think I remember him wearing leopard print. He did. <laughs> or maybe it was tiger stripes. I can't remember. It was, it was, no, it was tiger stripes. It was okay. tiger stripes best. <laughs> but that was what I thought of when I imagined it. Yeah, but um, Renee's, Renee's always on top of her fashion. Yes. Um, so... Who who would you most like to see win? And then who is your prediction to actually win? Good. Uh, well, they did two matches to, to see who's going to start the matches. So Sasha and Bailey are going to start against uh, Mandy Rose and Sonya. And um, the Iconics were the last one standing on SmackDown. And uh, Bailey was left left alone because the Chronicle said Sasha re-aggravated her injury, but she's cleared to go. So I'm gonna go with Sasha and Bailey on, under both options to win, and who, who I think is gonna win. I would say again, I have some reservations because after this week, but um, I think the team I'd like to see win is the Iconics, just because I think they do the mo- most to kind of keep the titles prominent while they're still building the division. Team I think is going to win is Sasha Bailey, um, mainly because I think they're the best in there. The only thing that scares me away from that is this whole injury angle with um, Sasha they have kind of right now. Yeah, was it a shoulder injury? Yeah, but she's cleared. Um, so. so for me, so you guys both know two of my favorite things about wrestling slash sports entertainment: silliness and. Um, being really aggravating and annoying and obnoxious. <laughs> so we're friends. With those things being said, I could really be happy if the Iconics won because I think they'd be the most obnoxious champions. Yes. And I think their obnoxiousness would make these titles memorable as a start. And then who I think would have the most fun as champions, like the people that I think would enjoy being champions. Oh, Carmella and Naomi. Would be yeah, Carmella yeah. and Naomi. So those are the two I would want to win most. Um, and I probably want the Iconics most because I think that was just my initial instinct at the idea of women's tag champions, like it should be them. Who I think it's going to be, I believe it's going to be Sasha and Bailey for the sole reason that I think Sasha's the biggest name that they have in there. And I think they like the idea of being able to like push the, like the way she was first in the Rumble. You know, we knew of the women that were going to be in there. She was probably the biggest current name. She was the first one in. I think she's going to be one of the first 
women's tag team champions. Well, that makes me scared that she's not going to win now. <laughs> well, because they already did it? No, because like you said about the Rumble, she entered first, and now they're entering this match first. I do think they'll be one of the final two teams left. Uh, I think it'll be against uh, Naomi and Carmella or the Iconics. Yeah, I mean, if either of those two teams win, I will be very happy about it. And this is the match I'm most interested in. One, because it's, it's something we'll see for the first time. And two, I'm just very curious to see, like, who is it going to be? Well, they'll probably most likely work Charlotte Flair in the match. Yeah, yeah. Well, so. yeah Charlotte, <laughs> Charlotte by herself will be the, the first inaugural women's tag team champions. Um, but, yes, my prediction is going to be Sasha and Bailey. Uh, WWE Championship. We have Samoa Joe versus Randall Orton versus Jeff Hardy versus AJ De Niro versus Kofi Kingston versus Daniel Bryan. Am I wrong for having almost zero interest level in this? Slightly wrong. I mean, I don't think it's going to be bad by any sense of the imagination. It's going to be a pretty solid elimination chamber match. Um, I mean, it's kind of interesting the way it kind of played out with um, Mustafa Ali getting pulled from the match. I like the fact that they gave him some air time to kind of talk it out mm-hmm. and just didn't glaze over it like they usually right, do. Right, they easily could have let him fade yeah, into nothing. And just, uh, so that, that was nice to see. But, like, I think there's enough elements to make it an inter- interesting match in my mind. Halo. Yeah, I think the match would be interesting, but like, you're right. Like, like they did a similar gauntlet match as what they did last year with Seth, but Kofi was like the guy that was Seth this year. Um, mm-hmm. So like, right? yeah, but that, that that actually got Kofi a lot, a lot over. Like, mm-hmm. uh, like a lot on social media today, people are like kind of fantasizing if Kofi won. And I'm kind of glad Kofi got in it too because you talked. Um, we talked about it on the show, but I know you brought it up more than anybody else. How um, Woods has said that he wants Kofi, he wants to get Kofi a WWE title. Yeah, he so basically kinda, said, like, the whole reason for the New Day was to get Kofi a world champion. <laughs> yeah, so um, <laughs> I, I was kind of, I was really glad that Kofi actually got the opportunity but uh, and, and got the showcase. But you're right, like, this match is tough. Like, I'm completely turned off by, like, the whole, like, WWE title scene. Like, the whole Bryan stuff for me personally was been hit or miss. AJ hasn't really been interested at all. Uh, Randall's Randall. He just shows up and does the same thing every week, essentially, now. Comes and, out of uh, the crowd and hits an RKO. RKO yeah, out so, of nowhere. Yep, Samoa Joe's happened. <laughs> yes, Samoa Joe's awesome, mm-hmm. and um, Randall Rand, Randy's actually entering last because that's what that, that's what the gauntlet match was for. But yeah, it's it's just not much to go off of in this match. Um, I'm sure it'll be good, but I just don't really have any. Interest. Yeah, like I, I don't feel like an investment in it. I think, and maybe that's just comes down to the fact that we know. Whatever the main thing that's going to happen in the near future with this title is whatever's going to happen at WrestleMania. Um, well, like he said earlier, like um, Alo said earlier, the whole pay-per-view feels kind of like last minute thrown together. And that's kind of the kind of where we're at with this match. There's a lot of players in there and you kind of can't see most of them really vying for the title. It's just a match. Yeah, and I think that's where my head is at. Is like it, this is just a match. Do you think it's more likely that Daniel Bryan walks out the champion or more likely that he walks out having been defeated? My my opinion is he walks uh, walks out with the championship, more likely. Halo, yeah, where do you th- fall on that? Yeah, I think he retains now because like that whole Randall-AJ thing, like I think that's happened at WrestleMania. It's just whether it's for the title or not. And 
it, Brian has to defend the title again at, at uh, Fastlane, and that's actually being advertised as uh, Brian Styles and Joe in a triple threat. For WrestleMania? No, for, for Fastlane. Fastlane. Oh, for Fastlane, okay. For no stop sign. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, I think Daniel's going to retain, too. I think they wouldn't have changed the belt to the the biodegradable WWE Championship if he wasn't going to hold it for a little while. So I do think he's going to gonna retain. Maintain. And I do believe there's a chance this could be a good match. I don't think it's going to be a bad match. I'm just not really, like, invested in it. Yeah, you can, it's, it's hard to kind of feel a lot of the matches for the pay-per-view, but I'll definitely, I'll definitely be tuned in. Oh, yeah. Um... Co-Besties versus The Usos. I don't have a lot to say, really. Um, so, I don't know. I'll let you guys, Joey, I'll start with you. Like, How do you feel about the way that they have portrayed this going into Elimination Chamber? Uh, not too bad. I mean, again, you look at it as, as a good story because you, know, you have The Usos who have been one of the most dominant tag teams. I think a lot of what they did last night got me really invested in it. Um, it's a really good segment when they had McMiz TV uh, <laughs> and the Usos were kind of just making valid points and saying, you know, you guys aren't a tag team. We're mm-hmm. a tag team. Um, and I thought that kind of got, got me engaged in it. So what they did on the last show got you invested in this. Got you a little more invested, Sunday. for sure. Ayla, what do you think? Yeah, I agree. I agree with Joey. Like, I thought that segment segment was really good too because the Usos kept hitting on the point of how they're uh, basically their five time tag team champion and they're essentially brothers and they know each other really well. So they did a whole a whole bit about what's your favorite color, Oose? What's your favorite? Yeah. What's your favorite Oose? How well and they then, know each other? Yeah, yeah. And uh, the and, uh, Miz and Sh- Miz Miz doing it back to Shane saying. <laughs> Hey Shane, what's my what's my favorite color? And like he would, he would whisper it. Shane, <laughs> like, so good. But uh, I really enjoyed that whole bit. And like, and like, 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 like the like the chemistry between Miz and Shane against the Usos. It was so great. And this actually got me looking forward to this match. I think this might actually be a match for night contender. Um. Yeah, I don't really have a doubt that this is going to be a good match because I think so. Miz always turns in like a very solid professional performance. I think he is very committed to this whole uh, angle, if that's what you want to call yeah, it. Yeah. Shane is obviously very good for the bumps. Yeah, and high like some high spots and some memorable moments. And obviously, the Usos are great in the ring. Uh, so I, I, I'm actually this is other than the women's. Tag Team Championship. This is what I'm looking forward to most. Um, I do hope that the co-besties get to hold on to this thing for a little while, though. Because as much as I love the Usos, I don't feel like they need the titles. Nah. And I feel like you're getting more, like, mileage out of the SmackDown Tag Team Championships with the co-besties. One of the best workers on TV, Miz... You know, it's always better when he has something like a title. Right. Like, again, going back to, like, being obnoxious. He's more (coughs) obnoxious when he is a champion of some sort. Um, I was hoping he would have been a world champion again by this point, but I hope he holds on to these championships for a little while longer. Alo, what about you? Yeah, I I think they'll pull pull this one out, but I do think the Usos will um, get get the titles next. 
maybe next month around some time. Maybe around because, fast lane. Yeah, because they're trying to like reinvigorate tag team wrestling in WWE. Because if you notice, they've been kissing a lot of ass at tag teams lately. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're afraid. Yes. <laughs> um, so we all are in agreement that the co-besties retain? Yes. So the last two matches that I have, I'll just say them together and you guys could share whatever you want about them. We have Bob and Leo Rush against Finn Balor, and we have Braun Strowman against Baron Corbin. Once again, I'm like, okay, whatever. Uh, It's cool that, like, Leo gets to wrestle on a pay-per-view. I I don't know. A-Law, I'll start with you this time. Do you have any feelings one way or the other on either of these matches? Uh, the Finn match, no, but give Finn something, please. <laughs> e- even though I'm kind of, I'm kind of sound like a hypocrite after I talked about earlier about, I just watched the show, but All I right. do like Finn Balor, <laughs> but I'm not going to complain about it, but give him something. I do think Finn does pin Leo Rush in this match. Um, and what was the other match you said? Braun and Baron Corbin? Braun and, yeah. Braun and Baron. Uh, well, well, when it comes to that match, I'm looking for a great high flying affair. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it'll be like uh, Ray versus Eddie. Yes. <laughs> it'll be 2019's Ray versus Eddie. Yes. Are there any stakes for this? Like, does anything happen? Like, I'm assuming no. No, it's a no DQ match yeah. now. So. Just get in these hands, that's it. Yeah, so Alo thinks Bob, or thinks Finn wins. Uh, Joseph. Yeah, what can I say about these matches other than damn? Um <laughs> Agree with my my cohort, my my compadre over mm-hmm. here. I kind of want to see Finn win. I think I thought he was going to be pushed more to um, main title status. It seemed that way. He got that match. They kind of made him look good against Lesnar, and then now he's here. Um, it'd be nice to see him win win one against Bob and Leo, and kind of have a title, something to fight for, something to get him more TV time. Um, ultimately, I think Bob holds it though. Uh, the other match again, it's just like. Two guys who've really fallen far far in the card. You thought Strowman was going to be fighting Lesnar for the title, and you Corbin was the GM, getting a lot of TV time. Mm-hmm. And now these guys are just there, just thrown in, just there. Hmm. It's pretty much going to be Cor- uh, Corbin getting beat up. Agreed. Pops um, for uh, Strowman beating up Corbin. Yeah. So you have Lashley and and Strowman. Mm-hmm. And Alo, you had Finn, and who do you have in Braun versus Corbin? Do I have to pick? You have to <laughs> pick. I, okay. You don't That's how this works. Pick, Braun. And I'll go Braun, and I will go... I think I'm going to go Bob, only because I want to see Leo do something memorable on, on this card. Um, any other WWE thoughts from anyone? Yeah. Yeah, if you get a chance, uh, you should really check out the uh, Revival versus Root and Gable. That was a really good match. Revival, of course, new tag team champs. Yeah, that that match was really, really, really good. They still requesting their release? I don't know. (laughs) Doesn't seem that way. Yeah, they finally got the tag titles. Yeah, but yeah, like I, you, you should go back and even if you just watch the clips, that was a really, really good tag team match. But I, I just, I just wish the crowd cared. Yeah, which is a shame. Yeah, right? it's kind of a thing. The where where they threw it at in, in the um, in the show didn't help them. Um, it was kind of just there. I mean, it would have been nice to have the revival. It's great to have the revival win because for a while we were saying they're underutilized. 
uh, tag team. Mm-hmm. But like, I think it could have been more with like maybe a pay per view show or build up a little more and have it happen that way. But it's good to have them to have the titles. Yeah, I- I'll watch it because I do like the revival, and if it's a good match, I'd like to see it. Um, so moving on from WWE, uh, Kenny Omega officially has signed with All Elite Wrestling. Uh, I saw an interview he did where he talked about WWE's offer to him. And he did say, like, it was an incredible offer. He said how professional they were and how great they were about everything and how it would be such a great place to work. But he said, ultimately, he he doesn't want to lose the creative outlet. And he said, do I really want to go somewhere where they just tell me everything to do and I don't get to to do the things I want to do? And he basically said, like, I get to go work with my best friends in the business and it was too much to pass up. I mean, I know I'm not breaking new ground here by asking this, but is this almost like the evolution of the click? Somewhat. You, I, you make a valid point with that. Like the click, they had guys in WWE who were like the top guys. They had guys in WCW who were the top guys. And they were like running wrestling from two different companies. These guys are like now trying to change wrestling on their own. So it's almost like they've gone a step further than the original click went. Um, I'm happy he went to All Elite Wrestling. I didn't want to see what Vincent was going to do with Big Match Ken. Um, I'm excited to see to see where he goes with, with All Elite Wrestling. I think it's going to be... I don't know. I'm just excited to see All Elite Wrestling like become an actual, fully realized thing. It's like a baby watching it grow. It is, yeah. It's in the embryonic stages right now, but... That's one of them college words. It is, and I'm glad that he that he chose to not go to Stanford with with Vincent. Um, Alo, do you want to do the indie inquiry? Yes. So this week, the indie inquiry we are reviewing from this past from last week's edition of Wow on Access. We're reviewing the Wow World Championship match between Santana Garrett. Tessa Blanchard in a late ad that I didn't know about until the last until after we went off air, Jungle Girl. First things first, when I saw that, I was like, could you is there a worse name in wrestling than <laughs> Jungle, Jungle Girl? Girl? Like, come yeah, on. See, I forgot to send you like the vignettes. I remember last week when I told you guys about this match, yeah. it was like vignettes for everybody. Hers was the most interesting. It really? Yeah. Um Yeah, I but as soon as I saw the name, I was like, Jungle Girl, really? Like that's the best you could do? <laughs> Uh, Joseph, did you get a chance to watch it? I uh, did not. Okay. Um, Alo, would you like to go first or would you like me to? I'll just go ahead. Okay. So the only real negative I have about it is how short it was. Yeah. It was less than nine minutes and that was with like they did kind of like the expedited entrances and everything. Um, and... I did believe, like, now maybe this was just the time. I didn't think it was quite to the standard I've come to expect from, like, the women in WWE and the women in NXT. But for the short amount of time they had, I thought that they put in a lot of work in that eight and a half minutes. I thought that they worked really fast. And while they didn't really get a chance to, like, tell much of a story in the match... I liked that there was an angle that came out of the match. I like that anyone who watches WoW weekly, they gave you a reason why you have to to watch next week. 
You know, two women pinned the third woman at the same time. The show went off the air without a, a winner declared. So you have no idea who's the winner. Um, so, yeah, it gives you something to look forward to for the next week. And if you know other people that watch WOW, you have something to, like, talk about and speculate about for a week until it gets resolved. So, yeah, the downside being that it was really, like, crammed in, but the upside being that it was, like, a big deal coming out really of it. Like, did. something important came out of it. So what were your thoughts? Well, what did you think of the presentation? Because I was talking about that last week, how I was, like, really impressed with it. Even though it was, like, in a small venue, the presentation was, I thought it was great. Yeah, so I was not a big fan of commentary. The well, I thought they, I thought they were moving. I thought they were moving way too fast too. But due to the time, the time restraint on the match, I guess they were running out of time. I can't really blame them for, for that. Yeah, I I don't know. The, the commentary like almost seemed like cartoonish to me. But mm-hmm. like the like the video production, the way it looked visually, I thought was good. I wouldn't have thought it was like a teeny tiny venue. It looked like something that belonged on TV. Um, so that aspect of it, I was impressed with. Like, it didn't look like something I shouldn't be watching on TV. Yeah. Um, well, well, once again, like I thought the presentation with others was great. Like, I, I really meant to send you guys those, those, those video packages. I thought they were all fantastic. Uh, my my owner is behind this, even though we're at odds. <laughs> so, yes, she is behind this. Um, they got a lot of it. Like, I think that match was less than six minutes with in ring time. Because a few minutes was dedicated to the entrance and the introductions of the match and stuff, but for what for what it was, I thought they got a lot of offense in. I, I'm a big fan of Santana Garrett, uh, Jungle Girl. They they told her story throughout the match on commentary, even though it was super quick about how she was never actually pinned to lose the for, to, to lose the Wild World Title, and uh, the way the match ended with. Um, her and Santana Guerra both 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 pinning Tessa. I thought that was a good cliffhanger because of what they were putting over in the match about Jungle Girl. It, even like the spot Jungle when Santana Guerra, <laughs> even 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 the spot when Santana Guerra had them both locked into submission, I thought was great. But like, okay, if they had more time, I think this would be way been way better. But I thought this match was fantastic for a six minute in ring match. Right, like the way we talked about. Um, the the Ruby Riot Ronda match being more of like an angle to set up more of the build for WrestleMania than a match itself. This was more of an angle for the next week of TV than it was a match. So with that in mind, like yeah, any of the nitpicks I had about the match, the the shortness of it, the kind of chaotic chaotic nature of it, I feel like you shouldn't really take that away from the workers because they to me they did the best they could with the amount of time they were given. Like I said, it ended with like. Whatever happens is something that matters. is a big deal. It's something you need to find out, and I think that's always good. Um, you don't see that often enough, where a show ends and you immediately have to be like, "Oh, well, now what?" Usually, it's like resolved by the end of the show, yeah. and there's nothing keeping it going forward. Uh, so, no, I thought it was good. It, it, it wasn't from a pure match quality perspective. It wasn't high on the list, but it definitely wasn't like in the bottom either. Uh, I thought it was it was I thought they did a really good job for for the time they were given, um, and I guess now listener questions. Do we have any tonight? 
Well, since Josh was doing other important things <laughs> for next week's Indie Inquiry, we'll just review the other match I, I, I talked about last week. So next week, we'll review the NWA national title match between Willie Mack and Sam Shaw in the NWA mark. My bestie, Eric Marcus Trumbicki, will be back. <laughs> Jack, he'll, I'm sure he'll break down everything there is to know about the NWA next <laughs> week. All right. Well, I look forward to it. Alright, so We got a question from Hold on Alright, we got a question from Elite Collector 215 Is Wrestlemania going to be awesome Or Awesome My guess is going to be neither Oh damn (laughs) (laughs) But I'd much rather it be Awesome I, I would say it's probably just going to be awesome. Uh, I'm not <laughs> just gonna, your garden variety awesome. Yeah, just that straight level um, vanilla. I'm a housewife that does nothing but drinks cocktails. Awesome. <laughs> okay. Um, I, I don't know if it's going to hit that next level. They have time to sell me on it. Right now I'm just right. awesome. Yeah, I can't blame you. Alo? Uh, I, I'll say Awesome. Because for six and a half, seven hours of your life, you'd hope it would be. You yes. would hope. <laughs> All right, we got another question from uh, Kevin Fenty. Okay, international ambassador. Yes. Uh, any thoughts on Double or Nothing selling out in four minutes? And will you guys be attending? Is that real? Like, it sold out in four minutes? Yeah, the pre sale sold out in around 20 minutes on Monday. And then today, the pop, the rest of the tickets were all sold to the public, and it sold out in four minutes. Wow! How many seats? I'm not sure, but I know it's more than uh, all in was. So on being the elite last week, I forgot to watch it this week. But yeah, they made a joke week, about it. Well, they talked about it being a twenty thousand seat arena, and they were only going to have sixteen thousand or sixteen thousand five hundred. So even if that is sixteen thousand five, so twenty four minutes they sold that many seats. Yeah, basically. I mean, my thoughts on her is that's incredible, and that's incredibly promising for the future of this. There is something to be said for, like, this is still a novelty, and it's new, and it's not being done regularly. And the first one was so well-received that it probably made people more interested for the second one. But being that I can't predict the future and where all this is going to go, I'm going to say selling out a minimum of 16,000 seats in 24 minutes when they did... 10,000 in, what, 29 minutes last time? Yeah. That's really impressive. It mm-hmm. makes me excited. And I personally will not be there. I have my, – my trip to Italy this summer will take way too many of my expenses for me to be able to afford a trip to Las Vegas for, <laughs> for double or nothing. Your thoughts on these guys selling this in 24 minutes? It's awesome, actually. Um, it gives you hope that they will have the competition, the, the range to keep it, keep it. I'm not surprised because, again, it's it's big. It's kind of big in, in indie wrestling right now. It's kind of big in wrestling in general right now. It gives you that alternate resource that I guess I think we just need right now. Um, as far as going, I mean, this is your boy, Mr. Sexy. I don't do anything. I don't do anything in four minutes. So no, I'm not gonna I didn't see the direction that was going to take. I feel like I should have, but yeah. I didn't. <laughs> it's a lie, but I'm glad it did. But, um, 
But yeah, like, like I think it's amazing. Um, like you said, the more seats in the less time, I thought that was great. Um, they've done a lot to actually build up AEW and the event with those press conferences. You believe? Can you believe people still complain about those press conferences? Are yes. not what I ex- <laughs> are not. I can believe it. Yeah. they're not what what I expected. It's a damn press conference. What the hell you expect? They're gonna talk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you what do you expect? And um, of the the fact of am I going thing. All I'm gonna say is this: In Richard, I trust. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Uh, I believe Richard is to be trusted. Yes, in Richard, I trust. <laughs> uh, and we got a question from Diamond, the Lord, our Lord, no relation. Who are three guys outside of Vincent's Playhouse that you are keeping an eye on this year? So. I will say the greatest wrestler of all time, Chris Jericho, is one. I will say, obviously, my favorite current wrestler, Big Match Ken, would be another. And number three, I'm going to say Brandy Rhodes, because my eyes do need to see her more. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you catch the um, – well, well, you didn't watch uh, Being the Elite, so I'm sure you didn't catch the, the, the role to double or nothing. Uh, it was – they put emphasis on the, um, the women's division or whatever and uh, – because you know she's a chief brand officer or whatever, yeah, and uh, same same uh, position as Steph. Yes, and um, and she Cody handed her like the made out card, the graphics from the match card, and the render, and um, he talked about how you're not putting yourself on the card again. And she said no, business first. So that's a good sign to see nobody's putting themselves over. It is very nice. <laughs> to see. <laughs> yeah, but uh, you got you got any? Th- you got three, Joey. Well, I mean, there's a couple that I like. Um, Low key is one guy I kind of kind of keep an eye on. Um, El Phantasmo, and I guess I'll just probably I didn't really have three, but I'll probably keep an eye on uh, Kenny Omega. See what he's doing over in All Elite. Yeah, that's a good guy to keep an eye on. Big match, Ken. Well, Pat, well, you're you're right. No, I'm looking at Triple H. I'm looking at Brock Lesnar. You're you're right on that. I do. So uh, <laughs> they uh, they, work, they work in Vincent's Playhouse. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's right. Oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> so uh, that's right. I'm sorry. I <laughs> so uh, I'm looking at I'm looking at MJ. <laughs> I'm thinking Tessa Blanchard. And one more person. Mm. Can I pick your third person? Please. Jungle Girl. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't want her to be your third, she'll be my honorable mention. Okay, she can be your honorable mention. <laughs> or the re- a wrestler, I don't know his name, He, uh, he his in-ring persona is Michael Jackson. You could look for him. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah, Does a moonwalk DDT. That, that should <laughs> be your guy. And I'll, I'll, I'll say Nick Aldis because I, I keep an eye out on the uh, what's going on with him. And um, he, has a, he has a thing going on with Marty right now. So Marty scrolls the next challenger for the NWA World's title. So I'm looking forward to seeing what he's doing. end up doing. Friend of the show. Yes. <laughs> um, any other questions? Uh, that is it for the night. All right. So thank you, Jay Vargas. Thank you, Kevin Fenty. And... Thank you, Donovan the Lowdown Lloyd. Appreciate it. Um, any final thoughts from anyone before I go to the, the closing of the show? 
Nothing I can think of. Maybe I'll ask this. One to ten. Ten being the most excited, one being the least excited. How excited are you for Elimination Chamber on Sunday? I'll go with a six. So Solid not very. Halo? <laughs> uh, a four. Got you beat by two. You do, and I'm at a one. <laughs> um, all right, so that is the show. Thank you for listening. Um, LeBron James... I know you probably uh, don't don't talk don't talk about him. Probably have not recovered from the trade deadline left. Don't talk about yet. him. Uh, all right, the throne is not open for you. This Th- thank you. Um, well, actually, for me it is. For you, I understand why it wouldn't be. <laughs> you got laughed off the court. To me, I want to talk to him just because I'm happy he is not doing all this to my team right now. <laughs> so I can't be too mad. Um, in loss to the damn Atlanta Hawks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did. Um, Joel Embiid. If you saw my face, if you saw my face, I could imagine it. It probably looked similar to how mine looked with another loss to the Celtics last night for the Sixers. Yes, I was like, oh god, can't, I can't. My top twenty-five. Did he? Uh, Joel Embiid. You admittedly said you sleepwalked through the first three quarters of the Boston game. If you want to sleepwalk, you can come in and sleepwalk on the Matt Madness podcast. We'd be happy to have you. Um, and we won't, we won't frustrate you like the rest. No, we won't. And I won't own you like Al Horford does every time. Oh, you get. oh. Uh, <laughs> um, but I guess that's the show. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe on iTunes. Please leave a five star rating five star, and five review. Star, five star, five star, five star. <laughs> for Mr. Sexy Punta Cana, then now forever. Get it done. All Systems Joe, C.K. and Joe Rodermill. <laughs> for. Mr. Wednesday Night Live, we call him Alo. The ladies call him Balo, Aaron Lloyd. I am Ron Pashery Jr., and we will see you next week. Hop on the top rope by the land with his elbow. Got him now, put him down right now, hit him with the palm handle. Tuning up the band, y'all don't understand. Fist of Superman, it's a summer slam. Here we go again, fans mocking man. Man, I hate my balls. Shut the Vince McMahon, it ain't shake the land off the cell. Fans love it, ain't hard to tell. Talking madness, awesome. Well, what I'm cooking, man, y'all off the smell.